Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Zone Time. It's a very special week for this great show because one year ago this week, this show came to life. And one year later, Yahoo Sports said, hey, we're still keeping this going. So we're really appreciative of the fact that uh, everyone is here to support us. I'm Julian. Avery is here. Sam from the broadcast is here. And Omar from In the Mentions, who in his latest episode says you should believe in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Against all odds, you should believe in them. Welcome, yeah, friends. I, I may, I may. See, I said that, and then after I said that, I was like, I wonder if I shouldn't have said that. I was going to say, that's the opposite. That's the opposite of what Omar says on this show every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why yeah. did you change your mind? Because, listen, man, uh, I'm a Leafs fan. And see, what I was trying to channel was how usually, like, this is the year where I can definitively say, and you, you always ask me, Julian, you know, like, uh, um, like, who are you comfortable with the least facing? And as a bit, I say no one, but actually, like, I see every opponent that we can possibly face, and I'm not too sure how we do. Carolina, eh, Florida, eh, Tampa, uh, you know, so... And I think that might work in the least favor this time, that they are that everyone is expecting them to lose. And also, if they do lose, everyone expects big things to take place. So perhaps that double negative can work out. I don't know, man. The bar you're is hedging just... your bets, essentially. So you're yeah, basically yeah. going on in the mentions saying, like, I believe in this team and you're being self-deprecating and, and, and going against that on this show. No, no, no. I, I generally after like after the deadline, I guess well, I guess we'll get in uh, more into it. Um, uh, you know, as we as we talk on. Sometime. Oh, we will. Um, I I do feel, I do feel good about the team. I genuinely do. But is like, is, am I completely like confident that nothing will go wrong? I don't know. Um, but I genuinely do feel good about the team. I really do. I think it's just like, I think it's just like, you know, Omar's from the past are just saying like, oh, remember the last time you believed? So, yeah. So I, I, I genuinely do believe that I, that I think they can get something done. But um, I think I'm trying to like also protect my optimism as well. So That's cute. Anyway, uh, before <laughs> let, we'll, we'll let we'll let you talk more about the Leafs in a moment when we get to the trade deadline stuff. 
But uh, we should mention, as of, as of this recording right now, there's like one trade that still is kind of hanging in the balance a little bit. It, it's very possible it could be rendered null and void by the time this is out. But uh, Evgeny Dadanov was traded uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights to the Anaheim Ducks, or so we thought. It seems mm-hmm. as if uh, the Anaheim Ducks were on Dadanov's no trade list. It's like 10 teams long. And when he was dealt to Vegas from Ottawa, Vegas at that point had no idea. They say they had no idea of the teams on this list or if he had a no trade list at all and then tried to, you know, be cute and offload Evgeny Dadanov. So I, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. I'll start with the lawyer of all four of us, the smartest <laughs> one of all of us, Sam. What do you think of this of this horrible malpractice? I think this is incredibly funny for pretty much everyone except for Evgeny Dadanov. Like I, yes. I feel bad for him because he's he's in a lose lose situation. He either has to go back to Vegas, the team that was trying to get rid of him, or he has to go to the team that was on his no trade list. Like that sucks objectively. Um, the thing that blew my mind was looking at the language of the clause. It says that he, his agent had to give his list by a certain date to the club, but the contract doesn't say who in the club by email, by fax, by letter. Like it has, it provides no details about what to the club means, which is like drafting 101. If you're a lawyer, like that is the number one thing you look at. So to me, when you think about how clubs draft their contracts, that provides a lot of ambiguity. And I think that's where you get problems like this. Like who did, who did his, I think it's, I think Elliot Friedman reported that there's paperwork to show that the agent did provide the list on time. So I guess the question is, did Ottawa register the list with the NHL central registry? Did, did the NHL central registry just lose it and forget about it? And also, why did Vegas just accept from a phone call that the list had expired? Like, don't you think if you were a Golden Knights lawyer or management, you'd like ask to see the contract and confirm for yourself? I, I mean, I think that's what I would do, but. That's common you know. sense. That's common sense. Avery, what do you think? What's the old saying? Common sense ain't so common. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, it's, it's a good point in that. How do you not double check to make sure all the checks and balances have been taken care of by the Golden Knights? But also, it would be so NHL if the NHL lost this list. It would be so NHL if they didn't have this list. Like, you wouldn't see, this would not happen in the NBA or in the NFL. It straight up would not happen at all. Yeah. Someone made the point to me the other day, if this was in a lower league or, or someone tried to also make the point that if this happened in like whatever the PHF or the PWHPA, whatever they come up with, if it happened in one of those two leagues, we would be, a lot of people would be railing on them for incompetence. Oh yeah. Like I think it would, like of the course. criticism would be really bad for those two leagues if it happened anywhere there, not to mention the players are for sure would speak out about this, but it would be so much worse. The blowback would be so much. We wouldn't be laughing. I don't think we'd be laughing there. No, no, not at all. And I think it does to that point, it does show the double standard. Like I could see all the tweets like, Oh, poverty league. And you know, mm-hmm. this is why people mm-hmm. yep. don't want to put funds into it and stuff. But then you see a league that claims to be professional 
and and this is happening it's just like yeah i, I mean ob- objectively which is weird like objectively this is hilarious and but again i think to sam's point it is a, a, a horrible situation for for dadanov especially considering the fact that when you're in a position to negotiate a contract and especially when you're a player that you know wants clauses wants some control we literally just saw players making use of their clauses to really dictate where they can go we saw Claude Giroux pretty much saying hey I'm only going to Florida and that's it we've seen you know Mark Giordano pretty much use his clause to kind of dictate you know coming to Toronto so if I'm a player whether I'm on Vegas or whatever I'm seeing this and I'm like yo like can this happen to me or like so it's 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 it, it can't be good. Like this is, this is another thing, another loss for the NHL. And a lot of people are, are focusing on Vegas, focusing on Ottawa. Definitely sure. Okay. But like, this is that, this is a league issue. The fact this is happening in a professional sports league that claims to try to, you know, be doing better every single year on top of the multitude of things that we, that we talk about officiating on one end and player safety and discipline and whatever. There's just so many things that like, the NHL just like throws eggs in its in its face like every single time. So like the fact that this is happening is just like another, I don't know, another check mark, another star just to show that the NHL isn't as great as it as it thinks that as it think that um as it uh, they think they are. And like man, this is just I mean Omar this is wild. Even if that even if the trade had gone through, even if they had, even if there was this issue didn't exist, you're talking about a league where. They find the devils for the Kovalchuk contract. The Canucks are still paying the Luongo recapture, but somehow the Vegas Golden Knights can acquire Ryan Kessler's contract when he retired three years ago. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The fact that that can be, yeah, the fact that Kessler's deal could be um, traded. The fact that Pavel Datsyuk's deal could be traded. The fact that Chris Pronger's contract could still be moved. Like, that is yeah. comedy right there in action. Yeah. And how Brian like, Little's random- contract was moved. And how, like, random contracts can just be terminated and we're just like, okay. Like, remember when Mike Richards' contract got, got terminated? And mm-hmm. we're just like, okay. Like, and, and we're just like, all right. But then when other teams are, like, in cap, in cap crisis and then and then other things go gone on, then people want, want to talk about it. Or, like, the fact that, like, listen, man, it's in the CBA. You can do the rule for sure, 100%. The fact that now it's becoming a thing where players or teams are purposely letting players be injured to give themselves more cap for the playoffs. Like, again, I'm not complaining. Like, you know, it's in the CBA, whatever, like, you know, use it to your advantage. But like the fact that all these things are happening and like, it's not being fixed. Like the, the league's a joke, man. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to sit down and have an honest conversation and say, Hey, listen, we suck. What, what can we do? And I think until they have that honest conversation, then, you know, and the NHL as a league isn't going to be taken seriously. You are so, never so going to get Batman to acknowledge that they suck. Oh, of course. No. Hey, I no. mean, they, we have, they have the best, the best officials in the sports. best refs. Be- Freaking give me a break. <laughs> I mean, the best refs. <laughs> it's a joke in I mean, itself. This is the same league where Batman openly said himself, only the media wants a site with access to player contracts. Okay. Fans don't want that. What? What do you mean fans don't want access to advanced stats or player contracts? Like, what are you talking about? Cap friendly, like before the deadline every year, they have to ensure their servers are okay because the site crashes because so many people are there. Armchair GM is one of the most used things on the internet, man. Freaking people are on the bio calendar like more times than I can count. Like, what are you talking about? 
When I was on the Yahoo Sports Hockey podcast with Cuthbert over the weekend and we were doing our regular Sunday show, we did it in the afternoon because, you know, trade deadline stuff. At one point on Cap Friendly, beyond the homepage, the most popular page on their website was for Travis Hamannick. People use the shit out of that website. Yep. We'll get to Travis Hamannick in a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Best deal of the trade deadline. Please. It's not even close. I want, one last thing I want to mention before we move on to trade deadline stuff. So, like, if this Dadanov move doesn't work, the Golden Knights are screwed, right? Because yeah. if all the players are trying to, I mean, the salary cap and the LTIR and all that, like, how are they going to bring back a player before the playoffs? How is that going to work? They might not even make the playoffs. They injure someone else. Like, oh, my gosh. Just, like, you know, like get to get a stick and just like bash someone's knee or something. And just, like, but, like, but at this point, they're like clinging by a thread in the playoffs. That extra yeah. injury might hurt them. That's They'll not find- being talked in. Yeah, that's not being talked about enough, man. Like. There is a legitimate chance they miss. I mean, that, and- that's the funny thing, right? Like for years, we've said Vegas does a great job of managing their cap, but they're cutting it really close. I think we found where the line is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know yeah, what, yeah. though? If there's one team that will find a way to figure it out, I think it's still Vegas. People are wanting the Golden Knights to collapse. Watch them some way, somehow, and I'm, and I'm going to come finals again after all this. Watch them in the cup, cup final. final. If they end up After in the all cup this. final, nah, 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 nah. If they end up in the cup final, I'm generally going to be upset. I'll be, I love it. I'm going to be, be way upset. funnier if they had a team with Mark Stone and Jack Eichel and couldn't even make the playoffs. That'd be funny. That would That'd be, be funny. so funny. That'd and I fun. say this as somebody who enjoys watching the Golden Knights mm. and the Colorado Avalanche, who I would be more upset for because this is supposed to be their damn year all the super team and getting all these pieces and all that they're the the best team according to dom's model and everyone else is behind them and all that and you can't get out of whatever second or third round to get to the final because vegas got there we might just have to throw analytics away if that happens i don't know man i mean (laughs) that's not true that's vegas look look what vegas did to winnipeg man winnipeg was was supposed to make win the cup that year and then mark on j flory said no (laughs) (laughs) they've been falling ever since right so like hey well we've seen it as false i was in vegas for game five i flew into vegas for 36 hours to watch that game yeah it was 40 degrees and it was probably one of the best games i've ever seen live like i think the entire rink stood for the entire third period it was wild history that's Mm -hmm. incredible so anyway, mm. Vegas, figure yourself out because you're, <laughs> you're going to need to do that. Fix up. Mm. Uh, how? What about uh, your your teams in your respective markets during the deadline? How did how did they go, Avery? How was it in Edmonton? I mean, if, I guess they kind of considered Evander Kane as their prize until they ended up with uh, Brett Kulak and Derek Brassard. Shout out Derek Brassard, who uh, I think only one other NHL player, actually, if you remember the trade deadline trivia quiz we did last week uh one other player i believe has been on more teams than Derek brassard <laughs> one other player oh one player is it no, uh, mike sillinger it's mike sillinger yeah. yes he's been traded to i think only one other guy's been traded to more teams or at least mm. has ended up on more teams anyway uh tell us about uh how the edmonton oilers did and how people are feeling there Okay, first first things first, Brassard and Kulak, I don't mind it. 
And I know my Brett Kulak, he's a good defensive defenseman. He is someone who will be a good depth D-man. But for the Oilers, the big thing that we've been saying on many aspects that this team needs to address and still did not do is goal tending. That is what this team is needed. I said from the mountaintops for many, many times, ride Stuart Skinner, call him up from Bakersfield, make him your number one goaltender. He's been your best goalie so far this year. What do they do? They don't do it. They, or, they don't trade for a goaltender. I want them to go and get James Reimer. Reimer has been playing great in San Jose. The Sharks aren't going to be a playoff team. He has a 9-16 save percentage. Go out and get James Reimer. He can still be a, a 1A or 1B goaltender, but instead Ken Holland keeps insisting that he can ride out with Kostinen and Mike Smith. Mike Smith has shown his body's breaking down. He's not consistent. And you want to ride that again into a third straight playoff series when it wasn't enough against Winnipeg, wasn't enough against Chicago. You want to go into year three with that gamble and possibly get your head kicked in against the Kings, Golden Knights, or the Flames? <sighs> you look so disappointed. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice, I don't know anymore. Bro. I don't know, man. Jeez, that you, you you let that off from your chest. <laughs> the soul is coming out there. Okay, I don't want Omar to talk about the Leafs yet because I know if we let him talk about the Leafs, we're going to be here all day. So, Sam, talk about Travis Hamannick leaving from the Canucks and everything else that happened. Uh, like I said earlier, that was hands down the best trade of the trade deadline. I do not know how Jim <laughs> Rutherford and Patrick Alvian managed to trade Travis Hamannick and his contract for a third round pick, their own third round pick. Their own third which round opens pick. Opens up all kinds of possibilities. <laughs> oh my gosh. All kinds shout of out, possibilities. Shout, shout out Rachel Dory, by the way. One Literally. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Rachel Dory. And then they managed to get Travis Dermott. You know, it's not a, he's better than Hamnick. He's better than Hamnick and he's $1.5 million cheaper. So. You know, it was they didn't trade any of their big names. They didn't have any kind of massive moves. But this was one trade deadline where the Canucks didn't trade away their assets or just <laughs> randomly add to their cap space for no reason. So it was a win. That's good. That's good. That's that's the most glowing review of the Vancouver Canucks we've heard on this show, maybe ever. ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe ever. I'm not used to the even even when Bruce, there it is, was the big thing. I'm sure you found a way to bring in some negative. This I is just the most sat there. Positive. I was like, wait, they cleared cap space. Like, I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> like, is there a condition? Like, where like what's yeah. going Something on? Something must be up. It's yeah. the fact that they got their own pick back. And I know it was traded around different trades. It's the fact that they got their own third round pick back. A third round pick for Travis Hamannick. And man. Like that's that's what shocked me is that like so they unloaded the entire contract, like three million gone, just for a pick, and then like and rightfully so, man. Like the Sens got memed hard because it's like that's that's brutal. Pierre Dorian <laughs> is trying to tell fans, "Yo, give this man a chance." Nah, hi, bro. Prove us wrong. No kidding. Jeez. All right, Omar, want to tell us about the Leafs and Mark Giordano? Congratulations. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, the goal for, you know, heading to the deadline was um, don't give up the first round pick and don't give up any top prospects. And, you know, I, I think that was done pretty well. And Giordano will definitely help in some regards. I think 
a lot of Leafs fans overall, I think it's because they're kind of along the lines of what Avery was seeing in Edmonton is I think a lot of people expected um, an addition in goaltending. Um, Jack Campbell's hurt. Peter Mrazek can't stop a beach ball right now. Um, and right now it's, it's Eric, it's, you know, it's been up to Eric Shelgren and, and even, even what about Harry Terry? I thought he was supposed to be a Leaf. Bro, listen to me. Okay. Man, <laughs> like, Oh, you mean he's not a Leaf? Did someone take him off waivers? Yo, I'm not going to say that Harry Sateri was going to, like, be a savior or anything, but, like... He was going to help them like, win that Stanley Cup, man. He was going to do big things. I don't know. Harry Sateri played nine NHL games. He was yeah. the answer. Man, the Leafs yeah. are really going to miss him, man. Okay, really, I they're going to miss okay. him. Man, I mean, just the- the, can you imagine a Leafs team with Harry Sateri in goal and number one center <laughs> Adam Brooks? Man, those two players, they really would have put the Leafs over the top. Okay, no. I, I'm not going to stand here and say that like Harry Sateri was going to be like Jordan Biddington and like, you know, be so be so way to stand the cup or anything. However, it, it is kind of getting a little frustrating that the least keep losing players off of waivers. Like I'm not trying to meme or anything. Like even Kyle Dubas said uh, like in, in the media availability that like there is a trend, um, but whatever, like they're not, they're not there anymore. That, that, that's it. I think. So I think moving forward, I guess it'll be interesting to see how the team plays. I personally haven't been on the get a goaltender train. I've always been, if you improve the defense that improves the goaltending and that makes the team better overall last year in the playoffs, we didn't lose the series because of goaltending. We lost the series because the stars did weren't able to do anything. Um, so I think if the stars remember what took place and they have that, you know, killer instinct. And I think Matthews and Marner in particular have gotten better this year, which is insane to say, I think if you add Giordano, that kind of helps solidify the defense core a little bit. I think that helps Jack Campbell so he doesn't have to make all these crazy saves. Maybe that might also help Peter Mrazek, you know, give him maybe give him an opportunity to kind of redeem himself a little bit. Or maybe Eric Shelgren, you know, you know, ends up being that kind of crazy Bennington-like story, not Bennington specifically because, you know, things aren't going too well for him right now. But um, but just as, as far as like a random goal that kind of comes up and, and gives the team support. So Personally, I, I feel good about the team after, um, you know, post-deadline. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm with Omar. I think that's the really interesting thing for me right now is do you need to have an elite goaltender? Because if you look at the two teams who I think a lot of people say on paper are amongst the best, it's got to be the Leafs and the Avs. And the one thing the Avs haven't had for years is an elite goaltender. And that's what everyone said when they acquired Kemper. They're like, what are you going to do with Darcy Kemper? That's going to be the reason they lose again. And Kemper's Kemper's been good because that blue line is outrageously good. But I guess I guess we'll see what happens in the playoffs. So sick. That's, I've never been so jealous sick. of a blue line in my entire life. Like Colorado, such a disgust. Disgust. Joe Sackick is a freaking with God. Like, oh my God, so, such a, such yet, a good And then I to come out and be like, yeah. we didn't want to trade our 2023 first round pick. That was the one thing that was never on the table and he didn't do it. It's like, how, wild. how did you build this team? I'd... Wild. Just Man. being a, as good of a GM as he can. But again, if, if the Colorado Avalanche don't go far, like, I think, I think we're at a point now with this team, with how we've hyped them up and, and how good they look. If they don't make the final, that's a fail. Like even if yeah, they go to the conference final, final this year, right. it's a fail. And you're they right. don't go beyond that, it's a fail. Yeah. Which is wild to say. Yeah. They are in that they are they are in that like final or final or bust um scenario. And this is something we talked about in other on other episodes, is that like you do expect some changes to take place. Like Kadri's probably gonna probably gonna go. 
you know, maybe like a $9 million contract or something like that. Um, you know who's going to eventually need more money at some point too? Nathan, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon. Of course he will. But 6.3 is the best bargain contract in the league. Stupid. Remember when Pete, remember when Max Pacioretty was like making four, four and a half. I remember those years, man. This is like that times infinity. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But yeah, to your point, like that's not going to, you know, that's not going to last forever. Like once his deals up, like, well, you probably expect him to make like what? 12, five, maybe 13. So it's like, yeah, like this is your opportunity. And I think a lot of teams are really seeing that like Colorado's doing that. I think Florida, which, and even though Florida's kind of in Leafland, you know, not winning a playoff series, I think they've, it's actually pretty surprising how they've like, like gone all the way in for this. So I'm actually interested to see how they do too. Yeah. They don't have first round picks for the next three twenty-five, man. It's it's holy. They are as all in. And you know, who's also going to be due for some money in a couple of years. Heart Trophy candidate Jonathan Huberdeau. That window mm. could be three years. Yep. It could be as low as two, considering mm. how soon that contract will expire. And if he comes anywhere close near a Heart Trophy, even this year, that man is going to want some money. Alan Walsh will be calling up Bear, calling up Bill Zill, being like, "Yep, hey, pay the man. Don't yep. don't don't read Dom Lachizan too much. Again, just just poking fun at the buddy, but just <laughs> pay Jonathan Huberdeau." Is there yeah. a trade? Uh, I know I know. Avery kind of mentioned the fact that uh, the Oilers did not get goaltending. Sam seems to be pretty content with the Canucks. Uh, so, Omar, was there a move you really wanted the Leafs to do, but they didn't do? No, to be honest. like Everyone will talk about, like, oh, why didn't the Leafs get, like, Marc-Ronde Fleury? But, like, you know, the conversation between Kyle Dubas and Kyle Davidson got leaked on the Twitter, too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kyle Dubas's discomfort and anger and frustration. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be any, any other, any t- talk between Toronto and Chicago for a while, but like the ask I think was like Matthew Nyes and like a first. And like, those are like two, two things like, no first round pick. You don't want to do that. And then Matthew Nyes is really a player that I think could play like this season. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like after his cold season, like he gets signed in. And um, Dubas also mentioned that they didn't want to sign, bring on too many AHL players because they want to free up space for college free agents. So that just tells me that as soon as his as his season's done, like Matthew Nyes is coming over. So people will say, oh, why didn't you get Flurry?" I think the, the price just isn't there. And I think at, at some point, you just have to trust that your stars will show up. I think sometimes we forget the players we have on the freaking team. So it's like, you know. You guys have Austin Matthews. Them, right? You know? Yeah. Bless him. Anyway. Uh, what the other thing I was going to mention, uh, any thoughts on, on Kyle Davidson and, and Dubas having beef, uh, Avery, do you, do, do you have to tail the tape? Do, do you, do you, do you like GMs beefing with each other? I love it. And Hey, after some 15 years, we didn't get low versus Burke barn fight time. Get that barn <laughs> fight going. Let's get it. Yes. Davidson, Dubas, get the barn going from, get that barn opened up. Let's get a scrap going. Get some, they don't look on. like barn dudes to me. No. No, no they look, it, might just, it might just be like a oh you got an offer sheet okay 
Yeah, those two look like uh, like they might have to keep it to. I don't know if they play like online, like first person shooters or like COD or whatever. Like that's what I feel it has to be. Like they're not gonna go to a barn and be like, "All right, meet me in Red Deer. We're gonna scrap." You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they don't look like that. No disrespect to Kyle and Kyle. Uh, but yeah, GM's beefing. Sam, do you have do you have thoughts on GM's beefing? I've got no thoughts on GM's beefing. That is totally fine. Mm-hmm. That is totally fine. Let's move on to uh, these Leafs jerseys that Justin Bieber designed. That uh, older people were all like, I don't care for Leafs jerseys being designed by Justin Bieber. And younger people were like, oh, I'm intrigued. Uh, but I know, Avery, you don't like dark jerseys at all. Uh, I don't know if we could put the clip of uh, him saying... Uh, I wear a Peter Pan fedora hat. Ironically, oh, that's <laughs> um, dude, I, I like I saw these jerseys. I like them and I thought Avery must hate these. Here's the thing. I, they're dark. I don't like the dark jerseys. No, the Bieber involvement. I love it. Get, I more, love it. get more celebrities involved in designing official team jerseys. Like, people are saying, oh, what's Bieber's connection to hockey? What's his connection to hockey? He played he hockey. Got, he got He's hit by police. Freaking- he got hit by freaking by um Chris Pronger in a celebrity game. Like he's yeah. Chris Pronger like, supposed to have a shootout thing with Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, he yeah. was. He yeah. was training. He was training hard for it. He didn't yeah. Really like training. It never happened. Because because like, of good old fashioned COVID. That's why. <laughs> yeah, like anyway. there's enough connections to which it works. So I don't know if people are mad about this. Hockey needs more crossover with celebrities. Hockey needs more of this crossover. So people saying why is he doing this? Promote this. If we need more this kind of crossover in, in hockey world, bring it on. Okay, yeah, so man. oh go ahead, Omar. Yeah, I was gonna say like hundred percent. Like if you look the top players in like the NBA and the NFL, like they're like celebrities, like mm-hmm. legitimate celebrities. Do you see Connor McDavid and think he's a celebrity? No, no he's just a dude who's good at hockey. So, like, yeah, like if if what regardless of what the design is, like you have like star piece, star celebrities interested in your sport and they're willing to collab and add their two cents and what's going on like that has to be a win like from a financial aspect right so like yeah sure hate on the design whatever but like justin bieber has his hands on the on the on the leafs and what they're wearing like that's huge man say oh i wasn't sure if sam was gonna hop in with a quip about the uniforms or whatever uh there was a great tweet about there being a thin blue line on (laughs) On the oh. dark jersey. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ellie, oh well. I feel I feel uh, oddly comforted that I prefer the yellow one for some reason. <laughs> uh, well, that's, okay. That's really fun. That wasn't where that's you were a, expecting that to go. That's a very dark that's way really to go fun. about that well, jersey. I mean, oh, that's really I fun. can't look at that that blue one ever the same again. Oof. Oh anyway. man, that's funny. A thin blue. Uh, are we are we ready to before we get in more trouble? Talk about our favorite hockey tweets of all time. Oh man, that's so funny. I feel like we should probably do that before yep. anyone else. Oh man, one year of this podcast, people. It took us a whole year before someone made a thin blue line joke. <laughs> that long? I'm shocked. Technically, I just repeated someone else's joke. I didn't that's actually true. make the joke. So that's true. That's true. And considering what other jokes have been thrown out there, other random comments, this is this is just, you know, not even gravy. This this is kid crap compared to some of the stuff that we get. Um, 
the greatest hockey tweet of all time. Uh, I think I, I thought I think I thought of the joke completely differently. I think I. Mm. Oh wait, wait. What did you think? We were talking, talking about, about their like, actual blue line. I was talking about oh, not the actual blue line. Like they're oh no, that. no no no. Oh. You know what? I, you know what, Omar? You should <laughs> oh, stay in that that's world. A, that's, what I, that, that's what I. That's <laughs> what you should think that because okay. you know what? That's what I thought. I was like, Omar, to be fair, that's actually what I first thought when I saw the joke, and then was like, oh no, that's not what they meant. <laughs> no, that's not what they meant at all. Let's <laughs> let's keep our heads out of oh. that type of talk, and let's get over to. Uh, the greatest hockey tweet of all time. Uh, Evolving Wild, uh, the two twins who run uh, that website, they decided to come up with a hockey Twitter bracket featuring the best tweets of all time. I, I don't think we have enough time to go through a bracket of all 64 entries, but I am very interested in your final fours, or at the very least, give me your your best tweets of all time. Omar, I'd like for you to start. Sure. Uh, should I do all four? Give me all four and then tell well, me who wins. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the first one, this is from 2013 from Bonk's Mullet. Uh, so uh, May 13th, 2013 will is a, is a day of darkness for many of us in Toronto. That was the first game seven. Um, and the tweet was, uh, do thousands of fans walking away from Maple Leaf Square count as a parade? <laughs> which is <laughs> which which is so true but very oh. fun because every every that was like peak peak like every time like the least would make like a like an uh, off-season acquisition people would always say like oh plan the parade so that was very pointed um shout out to steve dangle on this one it was a quote tweet uh where someone asked you know uh, can you tweet can you tweet me something inspirational to use as a quote for a school project he said i believed in the toronto maple Leafs my entire life the least you could do is believe in yourself Yes. Uh, Tony X uh, got got famous off of off of Twitter from watching a St. Louis game that one time. Uh, had a very very accurate tweet. Honestly, why wouldn't the whole team just stand in front of the net for the last minute? Very true. Why doesn't that happen? What do you think <laughs> about it? Pretty interesting. Um, and then true. my number one is uh, definitely Phil Kessel from 2016. Um, when he wasn't named to the USA team, uh, just sitting around the house tonight with my dog, felt like I should be doing something important, but couldn't put my finger on it. Um, that was a shot at USA hockey when they did not uh, name him to the team as they were losing. Uh, so that was definitely, that's that my top four. The Phil Kessel tweet is definitely my number one. Okay, Sam, I want yours. Okay, I have four as well. Uh, I mm-hmm. love, love the Jordan Everly. <laughs> Taylor Hall Hangman <laughs> tweet. <laughs> it makes me laugh absolutely every time. It also makes me want to scream because I can't look at that diagram without being like, "How did you? How did you not get this?" Uh, so that's that's number four for me. I also really love the Tyler Sagan. I got hacked. Steers and clears tweet. <laughs> it's also like one of the most popular tweets on tumblr mostly because he just accidentally accidentally has those types of comments all the time like i think he once referred to uh jamie ben as a stallion oh gonna leave uh, that one out there um yeah sure yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) number number two i just i love the trade is one for one i i use it constantly (laughs) i use the screenshot over and over again it's probably my most used screenshot so that one for me is iconic but my number one is also tony x I just, I love the entire thread, but the goalie said fucking and left. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is an all time tweet. 
Yeah. Only because he literally went from somebody who discovered hockey accidentally to I think that thread probably exposed more people to hockey and made it fun than the NHL's entire marketing efforts have for the last decade. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. Avery, uh, your top four. Okay. For your my final top four. four. My final four. Well, I did have to include, like Sam, the Taylor Hall Everlay Hangman game, which was just like, guys. How can you not spell banana? Like I, <laughs> that, <laughs> that to me is just absolutely, baby. How laughing that they cannot pitch a hangman game and get banana right? That to me is just ridiculous. And then my next favorite one uh, from the media, media bracket was another Edmonton one. David Staples, um, Edmonton Joe Ryder, talking about solving lineups at Rogers Place for urinals by peeing yes. in a sink. <laughs> like oh. yo if i catch you peeing in the sink i'm gonna box you right there and then <laughs> like hey yo, I'm sorry you need to hey, what's happening here sorry <laughs> you are not doing that near me no way no oh, how oh my jesus christ one, time, one right oh. hand <laughs> Anyways, and my next favorite one, oh my god, of course, Tony X, the goalies that effing left. Mm-hmm. Like that whole thread, that whole thread of Tony discovering hockey like Santa was incredible because yeah, it was a man who never watched hockey and out of nowhere in what three years he is discussing St. Louis Blues trades and player talk and everything like. That is how you grow the game. That was how you grow the sport of hockey. Absolutely. And also he like, he had a great tweet when the Blues won the cup where he went back to the goalies at Evan and left tweet. It was mm. just like, it went full circle. It was glorious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my last ha, one. Ha. Glorious. Nice. <laughs> nice. 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 Yes. <laughs> Real my MVP fourth, tanks. My fourth one was Steve Simmons saying, thank goodness at least don't play in the Corsi Hockey League. Oh, like okay. nothing like people who want to bash numbers because ooh scary numbers come on oh no advanced <laughs> statistics information Inf- <laughs> analytics <laughs> gave score value added oh, okay maybe, maybe the analytics would have told uh, Ottawa not to freaking give up but take the entirety of Travis Hamannick's freaking contract I don't know <laughs> some people. Well, you know, you know, I think a, a good old Caribbean adage is very true for GMs. Those who can't hear must feel. And I feel pure <laughs> Dorian might have to feel when it comes to Travis Hammond. But hey, maybe we could be wrong. I don't know. Um, I, I tried to think of my forward here. Uh, I really think we need to show love to John Boyce of uh, SB Nation, who I, I'm a really big fan of, of his of what he's able to do on that YouTube channel uh, for all the different documentaries that he does. And the fact that he tweeted out why watch overtime playoff hockey when you can simply snort am i allowed to say this word i, I, I can i get a nod can i get a shake of the nod or for this and oh you know what if I'm, i might as well just say it and then they could just bleep it i guess why watch overtime playoff hockey when you can simply snort cocaine and ride motorcycle out of a helicopter because that literally is what watching playoff hockey is like especially in the first round john boyce found a way to capture the spirit of playoff hockey he got it absolutely right. Um, 
the the Mark Donk Buzz Flibbit tweet from Acting oh, the, the Foolman, yeah, is so is is a classic. <laughs> and again, I apologize to Acting the Foolman for initially thinking that tweet belonged to Steve Dangle. It is not the case. Uh, you know, please accept my most sincere apologies. Um, I have an honorable mention here that I know wasn't necessarily in the bracket and truth be told i think if i recall correctly the cocaine and the buzz flip at one might be in the same bracket we're bending the rules who cares here uh dave loza who used to be on twitter no longer there anymore he put out a tweet uh acting as if he was like a hockey reporter asking barack obama a question being and he just it just says talk about your presidency because that's exactly how i envision a hockey reporter going up to the president of the united states to ask a question talk about your presidency and if Barack Obama didn't give him the, the answer that he liked, he'd then step up and said, well, why are you being so pissy? <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. And the fourth tweet that I have, and this is my winner, and I'm actually very surprised that we all overthought this because I can't think of any better hockey tweet out there than Alan Walsh tweeting that damn sword and Mark andre oh, Fleur. There's no legendary. better tweet. No one in the history legendary. on on hockey Twitter, whether it's a fan, whether it's a media person, whether it's a player, no one has ever shocked us as much as Alan Walsh, a player agent, did when he tweeted out that damn photo of Marc-Andre Fleur. The man won't even speak about it on his own podcast, for goodness mm. sakes. Like, that tweet, I, like, it's one thing for one of us or Mr. Booth, uh, also shout out Mr. Booth, Rest who uh, was a... Uh, Yes, unceremoniously mm -hmm. suspended uh, in the high hours of the trade deadline. I am Listen, not man. a fan of fake accounts, but Mr. Booth 07 does the Lord's work with some of the troll Listen, jobs that man, he does. Listen, man, when, when he does those tweets, I live for the replies when people just say, Oh, no, <laughs> Yo. You just know that some media insider was sitting, waiting, yeah. like they put together a portfolio of him imitating someone <laughs> and they waited till right before the trade deadline to report him. Like oh they timed God. that gotcha, shit. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, when, he, when he comes back, I've learned in my life never to cross Mr. Booth. Because I will see like an Avery Sports who are two wise at the end making a fake trade. Oh, oh <laughs> my god, man! It's just, it's just, it's so. And like, I get it. I understand. Like, if you needed like to do a job and like you need the news, I understand how it's frustrating. Yes. But for someone who doesn't need to do that and just sees that, it's just I, I live for those moments. The oh no, I got boofed. I live <laughs> for those. I live for those moments, man. They're so funny. They're it's so especially funny. funny when you consider like how weird the real David Booth has gotten. Like the whole thing <laughs> is just perfect. Yeah. Oh Dude, my God. It's funny Mr. how- Booth. And Mr. Booth, caught, Mr. Booth was caught in a screenshot when he was um, caught. He was caught in person saying Darren Dreger. Like, he was yeah. <laughs> caught in person saying Dreger in real oh time. <laughs> I just, all that to say, like, <laughs> I, I still think Alan Walsh uh, and that tweet, I don't think anyone had, there's no one, like the fact that, to your point about, Omar about the fact that NHL players they don't come across as celebrities mm -hmm. the most outspoken person in the NHL is a player agent yeah I know in, in MLB and, and maybe in the NFL for a bit like it was Drew Rosenhaus in, in the NFL for like a small second or, or or Scott Boris in Major League Baseball 
But like, even then the players in both of those leagues are still very interesting or at least like more interesting than an agent. But Alan Walsh is the only guy I can really expect in the NHL world to do something like what he did with that flurry trade. Where would you I rank? Have to give it to him. Where would you rank Alan Walsh trying to dunk on Dom with his own screenshot from 2013? <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't oh, do that. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Yeah. I'm not trying to get in trouble. I, as opposed to what Alan Walsh said, I'm one of those people who actually don't think Dom is a joke. And I, I don't think many people at The Athletic think he's a joke anyway. Uh, but I, I can't, I have to be Mr. Diplomacy here because I can't put that on. I just, I can't I just do thought Dom the screenshot like was so funny. Yeah, I have to say, though, like getting got it 4K like that, like, damn, at least he played it off, right? At least he played it off and was like, okay, mm. like, you know, uh, like, oh, you found that old tweet. It was clearly from years ago. But also, like, the, it, the fact that Alan Walsh is not beyond pulling out receipts just kind of shows the type of man that that man is. Be careful of Alan Walsh. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, I have not done anything to uh, piss that man off, but uh, let's keep this clip going uh, or let's keep this clip in mind, like in a few months from now or something, if I inevitably do that or whatever. But anyway, I think we've done enough damage on this week's edition of Zone Time, uh, on the one year anniversary of this great show. Uh, always a pleasure to do these episodes with all of you. Avery, good to see you. Sam, good to see you. Omar, always a pleasure to see you, my man. And uh, we'll see you on in the mentions and and, uh, when the Leafs make the playoffs, I'm sure you'll do some fun stuff. And trust me, at this point, because it's it's pretty much going to be Edmonton. Well, Edmonton is going to miss. It's Calgary and Toronto, the two teams out of Canada who we're really going to look at for, you know, seeing if the Stanley Cup could return back to the north or whatever. And because we don't really have anyone in Calgary, we're pretty good. We're going to rely on you a lot. So I hope you're ready for tears. You don't think I don't the Canucks know, are going to take that wild card spot? I mean, Sorry, I can't even get I mean, it. <laughs> if they, if Vancouver passes the Oilers, yo man, yeah, I don't, Count I don't know what, the, I don't know what this. That's that's like megaton chaos, man. If, if um, imagine hockey Twitter, if Vancouver gets in, and Edmonton misses, just a mat. Like I think the website would shut down. Mr. Like, Booth would, be would impersonate himself as Connor McDavid and ask a trade. <laughs> That's what I think Mr. Booth would do. Yeah, would be is, like, if, I want out. Or I, if I was Mr. Booth, I'd do that. And I, again, as a media person, I would I would know, like, okay, like it says Mr. Booth. But could you imagine if Mr. Booth had that sense of chaos? Someone's getting fooled for sure. Oh, oh yeah. someone getting fooled for sure. It's going to be like yeah. Jim Matheson or something. Yeah, but to, but to that point, and I think that would be a story like as you know, as the rest of the season goes on, like what does Connor McDavid do if that happens? Like legitimately. And like, do you do you trust if if Ken Holland sits you down and says, Hey Connor, you know what? We'll get it, we'll get him next year. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know what they could say to convince him to not ask for a trade. I think the only way he doesn't. It's just because, like, hey, I'm Connor McDavid. I'm I. I don't want to be a distraction. I just want to. I'm the captain of the team. But like, man, like, I don't know. I don't know how you go back to the Oilers if if they miss completely. Like, it's one thing to be eliminated because if he miss. stays, that's not consistent with his message. Because exactly. in the All Star game or the All Star weekend, remember, he was like, I don't care about all these individual player awards. I don't mm-hmm. care about all that stuff. I care about winning. Yeah. And if the Edmonton Oilers are not in the business of winning or doing right by you. And you're just like, no, I just want to stay here. 
I have questions. I would never question him and say he doesn't want to win, but I have questions about how he feels about that situation. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think I'd, another I'd, thing too, like, would you even trust Ken Holland to make the deal? I wouldn't. At at that point, if they miss, at that point, only man and one the two men want to see standing for next year. If they miss, are Woodcroft and Dave Manson. That's it. Holland, you're gone. Nicholson, you're gone. Start clean. Start fresh. Hire outsiders. I don't want to see any more guys who are GMs or presidents who are with Hockey Canada or who played in the team 25 years ago. Hire the best people. I don't care if you didn't play for the team or not from the area. Hire the best ones to win with McDavid. I don't care. Apropos of nothing, Connor McDavid's no movement clause kicks in next season. Apropos of nothing. Now, is that has it actually been filed? Like, do we know that? Is it there? <laughs> I just want to. The Booth tweet in that scenario would be a fake Connor McDavid tweet being like, I waive my no movement clause. Hey, <laughs> just on that's Twitter. That's all he has to do. That's yeah. it. Yes. Hey, I said that's before, all he has to do. If, if Connor wants out, an opposing team is going to have to give up picks and possibly multiple top six players. Literally. Do you do that? You want to sacrifice? You know, you're not getting him for nothing. You're getting him for a bonafide elite player coming back the other way too. Yeah. Can you imagine the same team trading Gretzky and McDavid? And at least, at least, at least Edmonton won cups before they traded Gretzky too, right? Like man, for for Jimmy Carson, didn't didn't want to beat Edmonton. Like Jimmy Carson did not want to beat Edmonton. Yeah, and here's if we're looking at if Tampa Bay is willing to trade two first rounders for Brandon Hagel. You gotta trade twenty-two first rounders for Connor McDavid. I don't even. I don't even know. Like, I, I. I don't even know how to even like mock up a Connor McDavid trade. Like, I, because like the 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 skill is one thing, but even like the salary, man. Like Omar, yeah, if we I mean, Omar, honestly, if we get wrapped up in trying to decipher what a trade for Connor McDavid would look like, we do an mm-hmm. entire hour of another hour of this episode. Yeah. And uh, producer Kieran Breen, who still is not up on Euphoria, and I don't think he's <laughs> up on the Batman yet. He's no, trying show. to get. Yeah, he's trying to get to that point. So he's trying to get us to end the show. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends, thank you all so much for being on uh, this week's edition of Zone Time. Thank you all for listening or watching wherever you consume podcasts. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of this great show. Happy birthday to us, and thank you so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.